reputation built upon Marty's touch is going live. Oh, it's Tony Michaels. Because the backbone of this nation is wrong. Because the people of this nation is wrong. The state of the union is hey. wrong. Sorry, I'm not sure if you were talking to me. I'll disregard what you said. Uh, oh, what happened now? Fuck. Fuck. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Real and raw. Political and <laughs> social commentary. The freedom to oppress the rights of other people is not limited. You shit-eating moron. Ah, the smell of freedom of speech. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. And this is Tony Michaels. Hey, Tony. Fuck him. <laughs> Ron DeSantos, I just mutters, and he giggles off how Donald Trump is calling him a pedophile and will absolutely destroy him and burn him down to the ground and piss on his ashes. <laughs> the same way Nikki Haley is about to feel the thunder. It's going to happen. Now, I watched uh, uh, a clip this He will be, and now is the time. Right now is the time. Today's the day. To start driving those wedges in between Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantos, and Donald Trump. <laughs> today is the day, right? Today. And that's why you are here with me. 
on Ronda. today, Tuesday, Taco Tuesday, Texas Ball Tuesday, here on the Tony Michaels Podcast, noon Eastern, 11 Central, 9 Pacific, for two full hours. Because you know I'm not going to BS you about balloons or talk about how is the most biggest hypocrite ever in power. Who gives a fuck? They're all hypocrites. Every fucking Republican, if they got an R next to their name, they're lying sacks of shit. I don't know how many times I have to explain this. That Santos is not an outlier. Nikki Haley is going to gaslight and lie to people to try to get the nomination, just like Donald Trump, just like Ron DeSantos. They all lie. Every last fucking one of them. All of them. Don't take any of them off the list. That's not unique. What you must do in your national narrative and your national messaging is pit them against each other. And we have a we have a grand opportunity here today to pit Ron DeSantos, Nikki Haley, and Donald Trump in a fucking cage match and give them give them fatality weapons and let them fight it out in the political ring. Today, today is the day. That's today, not fucking balloons. Not to mention, not to mention that these fucking lion sacks of shit won't do anything about the problem with gun violence in this country. As three more are dead and five are injured at, at Michigan State University. Oh, we're going to talk about that shit today, too. Because the balloonatics are trying to distract you from that. That they can't do a motherfucking thing to protect Americans from ourselves. It's fucking ridiculous. And really, it protect us from the NRA and the gun manufacturers. That's what it boils down to, folks. But Nikki Haley announces her loss today in the Republican primary. Uh, she announces she's going to lose in the Republican <laughs> primary. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know if she'll make it to May. Like, literally, she's it's done. It's done. Because all the big donors want Ron DeSantos to get his ass spanked. <laughs> they all want him. He's reasonable. <laughs> He's a reasonable fascist. He has he has <laughs> measured measured fascism as opposed to wild creep on conspiracy theories like the Cheeto Dust QAnon. Not to have legal liability here because Mike Pence knows when he does get that subpoena, which he will. And again, they're just trying to put off the indictment of Donald Trump as long as they possibly can, so we, the people, don't drive wedges between them. But we can do that now with our national narrative and our national messaging. I, I went after Pod Saves America this morning on Twitter. Some people noticed, I don't give a fuck. You know I don't give a fuck. I'm, I, everyone's like, hey, Tenny, why do you go after TYT and David Pakman? They're on the left, and they go after Democrat. I'm going after the left. Today, the stupid fucking narrative is, is that Nikki Haley is the biggest hypocrite in politics. Yeah, no shit. No shit, Sherlock. When the, fu when the <laughs> fuck did you get a clue about that? That's not how you form a national narrative. You know what you want to do? You know what you want to do? You want to prod Donald Trump into destroying Nikki Haley and terrifying Ron DeSantos, that pussy-ass bitch, to consider or not consider getting in this race. Make hard decisions. These are things that they must do. Folks, 
Their electric. Primary. Remember this. These are Republicans fighting Republicans, and we should encourage it at every single moment, at every single pass. We shouldn't be destroying Nikki Haley. Hell, we should be propping her up so Donald Trump can knock her down. You, you follow me? Do you, you understand why these politics and why this messaging and narrative is so important? It's not, it's not only that you have to tell the American people that to Trump. You have to show him the way to destroy her because he's going to. Oh, he's going to. And if you, if you haven't watched this clip of Ron DeSantis, <laughs> oh, poor DeSantos. Ron DeSantos this morning when he was asked, um, does he plan to follow suit of Nikki Haley's announcement to run president? Oh, my God. He looks terrified. Absolutely terrified. Like he's the softball on a little t-ball tee. Like someone like Trump is going to just fucking crush him out of the park. Because, I mean, why would Ron DeSantos announce at this point? I've described this several times. Why would he? What the fuck is the advantage to him? Why wouldn't he let Trump spend his energy destroying Nikki Haley at this point? Nikki Haley is Ron DeSantos. It's really his prolonged announcement here. If he does, which I don't think he will ever announce as long as Donald Trump is still walking around and breathing. What in the fuck do you think Ron DeSantos could say? What in the fuck do you think he would he could say to get MAGA to turn against Trump? Think about that person. We've been trying this for fucking six years, folks. Trying and trying and trying to break up his support. Our damnedest. Mocking them. Telling them the truth. The truth coming to fruition. words and get his and get Trump's support to turn to him? Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Ron DeSantos might be good at deluding people, but he's not that fucking good. He's not that. He's actually a coward. And that's why he won't get in the race, and that's why Trump can fend him off. I mean, I'll give it to Nikki Haley. I'll give it to her. She is about to destroy whatever political aspiration she had for a Senate seat, a, a, a cabinet seat, again, as a cabinet member, while well, she was a UN ambassador, especially a vice presidential run or a presidential run. She is absolutely going to toss that up and throw it in the trash. Just to experiment what? Rather, Donald Trump actually has 
the delusional support of his fucking death cult, the real America first Nazis? No. I mean, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm happy to see it. I am very, very happy to see it. Tell you one thing I'm not happy to see is more fucking dead bodies stacked up. More dead gun carcasses stacked up. Three students. Three students. Three of them. Dead. Because Republicans are terrified of gun manufacturers and the gun lobby, the NRA. Just dead. Human beings, American citizens, children, going to college, dead. Get the fuck out of here with that nonsense. You are a bunch of fucking boneheads if you think both sides are the same on guns. You are some dumb motherfuckers. Those out, you out there like, oh, well, Democrats won't do anything either. You're not paying attention to what's, what's been trying to be done in some of these blue states, which sometimes doesn't make a hell of beans worth of difference because they can drive to a fucking state like Texas or Missouri or wherever the fuck they want and buy whatever the fuck they want and carry around whatever the fuck they want. Doesn't help. Illinois, progressive gun laws. Just drive over the border to Indiana and get whatever the hell they want bring it right back into the state. And you ain't getting shit. You ain't getting shit unless you get 60 Democratic senators. I can damn guarantee that. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to get rid of the filibuster. There ain't no fucking way these fucking cowards in the Republican Party in the Senate are gonna do a goddamn thing against a handful of families in the gun manufacturers and the fucking gun lobby. They ain't gonna do a fucking thing. Count on your children being killed. Just count on it. I know that's a harsh reality. Maybe you should put them up in flak jackets. I don't know. We got fucking bulletproof backpacks. Put teachers in flat jackets. Give them fucking automatic weapons. Why not? Why the fuck not? I mean, if we're going to kill each other, we're going to kill each other. Let's fucking kill each other. Let's do it. There's going to come a point in this time, in, in this country, in the next 25 years, where you fucking gun nuts out there, and I'm talking, I'm not just talking about the Second Amendment bros. I'm talking about anyone who likes to own guns, because, folks, the, 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 the dead-on secret is, is that liberals own guns, too. They fucking own guns, too. They got a little different view of what responsibility is and accountability is, but they own fucking guns, too. And if you like your fucking guns, you better start talking about it. You better start talking about it. This new generation coming up, being terrified. There were fucking students that in, in Oxford just not than a fucking year ago went through a goddamn school shooting at their fucking high school, and here they are at Michigan State, and their classmates are getting killed there too. Within one year, you expect a human being to to just deal with the fact that Republicans won't do a goddamn thing about guns. 
you expect that whole generation's going to grow up and just go, yeah, you know what? They're, they're, they're probably right. We just need to die. We just need to be at risk. This morning I was talking to someone and they said, oh, my God, they left high school. And they went to college. They left high school, had to deal with gun violence. They mm. went to college and had to deal. I said, they'll leave college and they'll go to the grocery store. They got to deal with gun violence. They'll leave the grocery store and go to a goddamn church, have to deal with fucking gun violence. They'll leave the church and go to a concert, have to deal with fucking gun violence. They'll have children. Those children will go up to, in elementary schools, and they'll have to grow up and deal with fucking gun violence. This is America, folks. The land of the free and the home of the dead with bullets and semi-automatic rifles and handguns. You're not safe. You're not fucking safe. Nobody's safe nowhere. All, all, because, all because Republicans want to stuff the pockets of a few handful of families that manufacture weapons in this country. That's why. That's what it is. And the gun lobby's there to help them. Because they get to stuff their fucking pockets too. God damn, there's a lot of profit in guns. I mean a lot of fucking profit in guns. Holy shit, you wouldn't even dream the amount of profit. If you think this is about protection, you're a dumb motherfucker. If you're out there like, oh, I got my guns so I can protect my family. Woo! No one will fuck with me. That's, oh man, the gun manufacturers and the gun lobby loves you the most. Oh my God, they love you the most. Spreading their lies and their propaganda as if you need to be protected. Listen, I grew up in rural America. I grew up on a fucking farm, folks. The closest fucking neighbor I had was a quarter mile away. And we had guns for deer hunting and turkey hunting. That's what we had them for. And that's the, that's the cold-blooded truth is we had hunting rifles, a few of them. And the reason why we never fucking talked about protecting ourselves from anybody. We left our... We left the goddamn, the tractors, the equipment, the fucking truck, the cars, all had the fucking keys in them with the doors unlocked. Those guns weren't for fucking protection. Do you think those people were protected by guns? Jesus Christ, at the at the goddamn Chinese New Year, the good guy without a gun stopped the bad guy with a gun. And last night, last night, the fucking shooter shot himself. with a gun? Stop the bad guy with a gun. You are some dumb motherfuckers if you don't know it's the guns. 
And in the next 25 years, when this generation who has to deal with gun violence because of you stupid bastards spreading gun manufacturers and the NRA's propaganda finally decide, no, we've had enough of this shit, they're going to take your fucking guns. It ain't going to be a president, you fucking idiots. It's going to be an entire generation of children who had to grow up in fear, cowering underneath their fucking desk because you won't do a goddamn thing. You won't do your fucking jobs, Republicans, and protect Americans because you are fucking cowards. You're pussy-ass bitches. You think it makes you fucking tough? You think it makes you fucking tough to allow other people with mental health condition to just murder people and let me let me let me preface this because they're going to blame this shit on mental health today oh they're already going to start to do this stupid shit as if they're going to do anything about mental health either yeah listen we can't stop Preaching mental brother. illness we can't stop it we can do a lot to help it we can do a lot for american the american people and people in america that had mental health problems we're the richest fucking country on earth we can do anything we fucking want to including run around killing each other with guns. But if you think all mentally ill people want to fucking murder people on a mass scale, you're a dumb son of a bitch. You don't understand how mental illness works. And you're probably a, mental, a little mentally ill yourself. And this idea that you're using guns to protect yourself from your enemies, and especially your ah! government, if you ever... If you ever say the words, I got my guns to protect myself from a tyrannical government, you're the person who don't need guns. You don't need them. We shouldn't let you have them. We shouldn't even let you near fucking guns. I believe this next generation is going to take away your fucking guns, you gun nuts. I'm going to have Texas Paul on today. He's got guns. He's got all kinds of guns. Fuck, they're sitting in the cabinet behind him right there on set. They'll come take his guns. I almost bet that Paul would almost hand them over willingly if that generation came and said, Hey, Paul, we're going to buy your guns. They're going to do it, folks. They're going to do it. It ain't going to be a president of the United States. It's going to be an entire generation in one fell swoop across the country going, enough is enough. This is how we fucking grew up, and our children are not going to grow up this way. What don't you understand about the future? What don't you get about the fucking truth and facts? They are not going to tolerate your dumb fuckery and make their children as unsafe as they were. I did not grow up in a world in elementary school where we did mass shooter drills. I didn't. I'm almost 40 years old. I didn't. We didn't have a mass shooter fucking drill once. My entire, my entire time in elementary, junior high, and high school. Not once. Or college, for that matter. Not once. We did uh, hurricane. All right, excuse me. Tornado. <laughs> we did tornado drills, earthquake drills, fire drills. And I'm sure other students around the world could say the same my age. But we never feared that someone would come and mow us down with a weapon of war. There wasn't a drill for that. You know why there wasn't a drill for that? In 1992, 
They passed the assault weapons ban. It fucking worked. But it hasn't been working. An entire generation is being ripped apart. Creating, creating more. More mental health problems in this country. So if you want to help mental health problems, you fucking real America first Nazis who are in the pocket and have blood on your hands of the NRA and the gun manufacturers, just a handful of families, folks. A handful of families in this country manufacture the majority of these weapons. Just a handful. Just a few people. Just a couple. And you don't think an entire generation... It's going to make sure that their children don't have to go through with I mean, we do this all the time. We do this all the time. You don't think they're going to address this issue? So you 2A bros out there and you gun nuts and people who own guns and want to own guns, especially you fucking liberals who own guns, you better start speaking on this issue. You better start talking to people. You better start making them make sense quick fast and in a hurry. Time is limited. Time is limited to do something. And yeah, we're going to still have fucking stacks of bodies in the meantime. Stacks of bodies. Children. Children. This is the fucking party who says, save the children. Oh, we're here to save the children. Oh, we don't. We want to protect children from men dressed up as women, but not protect them from fucking weapons of war. Fuck that shit. There's way too much money in that. Way too much money in gun manufacturing. Not near as much money in drag shows. So let's let's protect them from let's protect them from someone dressed up trying to teach them how to read. <laughs> that's the real. That's the real. That's the real danger. Ignore the person coming into the to the drag show where they're trying to, to teach children how to read and mowing down the innocent little children. Ah, forget about that guy. That guy has a right. He has a God-given right to kill children on a mass scale. God-given right. Don't be looking at me. This is their fucking logic, not mine. What do you want me to do? You want me to feel sorry? I'm tired of crying over it. I'm tired of feeling sad about it, to be quite honest with you. I think the country is, too. They're sick of hearing these fucking stories over and over. There's 67, 67 mass shootings in 45 motherfucking days. We should have 67, we shouldn't even have 67 mass shootings in a decade in this country. Sixty-seven in 45 motherfucking days. sad situation but it's up to you i i know it's up it's a fucking it's a hard long slog here with democracy but that's why we have to stay focused we have to stay focused on who in the fuck is going to run this country who the fuck is going to be in our house of representatives who the fuck is going to be in our senate who's going to be our governors our secretary of states our state legislators all the way down to the goddamn fucking dog catcher 
We have to pay attention. And we have to call these fucking fascists out for who they are. They're greedy, fucking, pussy-ass bitches. Every <laughs> last one of them. I have some great news for you. I know, coming off that, you would think, Tony, Jesus Christ, you got great news? I do. I promised you, I made a promise yesterday, and I've kept it. We're going to go to break here and bring in Texas Paul into this conversation. I want to show him this uh, video of bring me Ron into DeSantis it. being a pussy-ass bitch. But before I do that, I want to give you, I told you yesterday, I promised this week we would get... If you really like this design, go to store.dtonymichaels.com. That's store.dtonymichaels.com. It surfs up, motherfuckers. Now, I, I did MFers on this so that, you know, it wasn't too risque. But you can go to store.dtonymichaels.com. That's store.dtonymichaels.com. Check out the new design. We're going to have a PAB45. I'm going to be a Patreon We're working soon. on it right now. We're working on another surf's up, motherfuckers. It'll probably say motherfuckers on that one. So just to kind of give you an idea in case you want to, you know, hold off. I, I mean, you know, it, the, the merch is great support. It's great support. You support the show. We get to continue doing this every single week. motherfuckers t-shirts at store at the tony michaels.com also um another announcement for the patreon members out there i am going to make that design every time i put a design like this on the internet someone fucking i might What I'm going to do is I'm going to put that file, if you look at it here, the round surfs up motherfuckers, I'm going to put that file on Patreon for the Patreon members to download first. So you will get first nabs at that surfs up motherfucker art, so you can use it for your AVI or whatever. If you want to post on your social media, whatever you want to do with it, it's yours. I'm giving it to you. You can download the file. I'll do that as soon as the show is over. I will make it available to the Patreon members. And don't worry, if you're not on Patreon, don't worry. In a few days, I'll put it up on social media. You'll be able to steal it there. Or steal it from the Patreon members and they put it up on their social media. Like I said, the internet is designed. I mean, that's what the internet's about. Stealing content. TonyMichaels.com, you can click the Patreon link there. You can become a member and be one of the first to download the art to use it on your social media platform. Um, and also, thank you to all the new Patreon members. We're getting more and more. We're so close, so close to our 100 goal. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I thought it would take me much longer uh, to get to 100 members over there at the fucking fam on Patreon, but um, you guys you guys are the best audience in the world. I truly believe that. And even if you're not a Patreon member, you are an honorary member of the fucking fam, especially here if you're every single day in Facebook page. This is the Tony Michaels podcast. We got Texas Paul coming your way right after this. What the fuck is wrong with you people? It's a rhetorical question at best. 
we'll be right back on the Tony Michaels Podcast. Fellow patriots, what would you do if there was a Trump supporter right in front of you, crying in pain because they have to live under communist tyranny? We know what... Is that true American a hand? Now, here's your chance. For only $50 a day, you can help us help those true Americans recover from Biden's socialist reign of terror. These are those Trump supporters, and this is that moment. Send your donation via Venmo to the real president, Donald J. Trump. It's only $50 a day. <clears throat> Recurring. And it means you'll get these Trump supporters the critical help they so desperately need to survive under this false regime. Please donate now, because those Trump supporters you just saw can't wait another moment. Fuck them, fuck them, fuck them, fuck them, fuck them, fuck them. We're back to the Tony Michaels Podcast. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for sticking around through the break. I want to show him this video of Ron DeSantos. That fucking pussy ass bitch. Oh, I got it. What a fucking pussy. Texas ball, I cannot believe that um, people don't realize how much of a pussy ass bitch Ron DeSantos is. I've been calling him Ron DeSantos. Um, you know, for the reason of it sounds similar, it, it gives a good description of how much of a liar uh, Ron DeSantis is. But I think Ron DeSantos is a pretty good nickname for him. What do you think? Uh, you're, you're, you're muted there, Texas. Boy. You get on mute. There you go. Sorry, I do this all the time. I apologize. Wow, that's okay. I always leave my mute button on. But yeah, you hit it on the head. Ron DeSantis is one real fragile little motherfucker. He really is. He is not a tough guy. He cannot handle. He falls fucking apart in just about every situation. He's a temperamental little bitch. He is. He is not going to do well in the presidential campaign. People, I've got so many Gen Xers that you know, I don't know what the fuck happened to my generation. We were the generation that said, we are, are not going to be our fucking parents. We are not. And then half you motherfuckers turned into your fucking parents. I don't get it. I don't get it. But anyways, they all think DeSantis is their savior. They think he's going to be a great guy. He's going to be tough. He's going to be. No, he's a little pussy ass bitch just like Trump. He really is. Well, I think he's more of a pussy ass bitch than Trump, if you want to know the truth. And I think that's a that's a really low bar. Um, uh, <laughs> Jan Riley points out on YouTube. Uh, meatball Ron de Saint Demonius. Um, I guess I guess Trump's new nick na, new nickname for him is Meatball Ron. Did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what Trump's calling him is Meatball Ron. Let me tell you something. the The thing about um, Trump that he does really well, and I I don't know if anyone's noticed this or not. He does a really good job of not giving a fuck when he destroys his political opponents. And folks, yeah. his political opponents at this point are Republicans. We are now entering the season of a Republican primary. He is happening to run an election against Republicans. And we should encourage and drive those wedges and encourage this all the way, seven days a week, endlessly. And let oh, him yeah. destroy them. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, so I was listening to Ben Micellis last night talk about this very thing. He said, folks, you cannot wait to the election. 
way to get into this. We have to be doing this now. Trump wants to, to brand DeSantis as Meatball Ron. Tony, you're absolutely right. We need to juke the fuck out of that. We need to grab that by both hands and yank it and flip his ass over and fucking brand it right on his ass cheek. Meatball Ron. You know what I mean? Just use everything they use against each other. Just jam it right up their butts, man. We really do. Well, I mean, uh, and, and I'm not just talking about in, like, threads on social media. You need to be saying this stuff in front of your, especially your trumped-up family. What do you got there? What's on your coffee cup? What's it say? My, uh, this is how much, Tony, you know, like, we got cut off the other day when we were on the phone because I, I had to run. But, yeah. but you know, I, I, you, you have no people, idea how much I... You call, you call and, and whisper sweet nothings into my ear. Don't be dumb. <laughs> I'm telling you, Tony. This is how much I love you, my brother, and and you folks in the audience. This is how much I love you. My oh, beautiful Valentine's wife walked up this love to me. Walked up this morning, handed me a cup that said "Roses are red, violets are blue." I want tacos and queso too. Handed me a full <laughs> cup of coffee in this mug. But then, but then, reaches around from behind her back. She had a whole gallon size of Del Monte pudding. In the can, looks at me, gives me the wink, and shuts my door. And I'm still here with you people. What the hell, man? I love it. I truly love you people. I really do. Well, it's a great time when you're here. And today is Valentine's Day. I don't want to. I don't want to um, miss that. Uh, miss Texas falls in the chain. Um, she says, uh, "Let's see. I can pull it up. There it is. Oh, she's laughing at you." She's laughing at you from the other room yeah. in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, today is she Valentine's loves show, man. Today is Valentine's Day. And, uh, you know, I I don't know. I've been married for a long time. And um, I always felt like Valentine's Day was for dating people. And that's kind of how we felt. We don't like to go out on Valentine's night because you can't get a seat at a restaurant. All these people are trying to all go to a restaurant. I don't know. I just never... Never really did the Valentine's Day, but I got a little um, surprise. My daughter, I'm gonna go pick her up from school today, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go get her a box of chocolates and some flowers, um, and surprise her at school. So she really, you know, that 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 little one, uh, boy, she she is the the light of my life. That little one. So I think that's what I'm. That's how I'm gonna celebrate. Valentine's See you, you, you and you and and my wife are, are are the same. She's like, oh, she literally. This is a quote. The only people that should be making money off Valentine's Day are adult stores. <laughs> oh, you mean like Google shops? Like yeah. Shops? yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, and, and I'm like, and I'm the opposite. I'm, Valentine's. Whatever floats your boat. I'm the opposite. I'm I'm the, I'm the romantic. I love I love Valentine. I love yeah. all this love shit. I do, man. Oh, I don't give God, a damn. You've been married 20, 30 years. You need to go. You need to look at that woman. You need to look at that man. You need to grab him by the face and give him a big old kiss and say, "Baby, you still light up my life." I mean, you really got to do it, man. This is the you day. Happy some bitch. You sappy some bitch. Uh, I'm gonna people, play pirate later. Some people are talking about sex toys in the chat. Boy, we really got off the, the mark. Oh, a bad start, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna I play did. pirate later. You know what pirate is? <laughs> That's where you run into your, with your spouse and say, "Arr, surrender the booty." <laughs> oh my God! Oh, Valentine's Day with Texas Paul. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, you know, um, 
back to uh, not not to get too much on sex toys, but uh, meatball 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 Ron DeSantos here. I want to show you this clip. It's not very long. It doesn't need to be very long to show you that Ron is terrified. Absolutely, 100% terrified of Trump. Uh, the reporter asked mm-hmm. the question here, uh, because Nikki Haley announced a run, which we'll talk about here in a second. Uh, but it's more important that we draw wedges between these motherfuckers <laughs> know exactly, than know exactly who and why they're they're running. Let's, let's listen to Ron, Meatball Ron DeSantos. I don't know if you've ever seen the look of fear of someone uh, on someone's face, but this little lamp here and this look, <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. The, the, the Mussolini Jesus would probably break me in half if I did. I mean, really, he's, he's, he's only giving us the tell that he's terrified of Trump here. Well, you can tell by the way he acts, man. I mean, his reaction to Disney, his reaction. To, this son bitch is dirty, and he's got shit in his closet. And and like you said, I mean, you nailed it, Tony. Trump has no safeguards, no rails, no, no. There is no line he will not cross. And and DeSantis oh, should yeah. be scared. Oh, oh, DeSantis fuck. should be scared because I, I guarantee you, if he's got a skeleton in the closet, Trump will pull it out and 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 you know not just hold it up, but man, he'll have sex with that damn thing on primetime TV God just damn. to make sure everybody takes a look at it. I mean, he is really, and he's good at garnering attention. So yeah, he's going to hold up everything that's negative about Ron DeSantis, and he's going to hold it up for us, and he's going to make a spectacle out of it. And we need to encourage the shit out of him. We really do. You know, you know, uh, Gabe Sanchez is here in the background. And Gabe, I don't know if you just heard what happened, but um, Texas Paul just alleged that if there's a skeleton in Meatball Ronda Santos's closet, that he will pull it out and he will have sex with it um, if he has to to win. And how appropriate on a Valentine's Day than to talk about sex toys and sex with skeletons and meatball Ronda Santos. I mean, I mean, just, really. you know, you know, the heart, love is you know, everywhere. Completes the, the heart, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to show you another. Did you see the clip, uh, Gabe, of Ron DeSantos going, oh, I, wouldn't you like to know if I'm running? I can't. No, I haven't even seen that clip Oh, yet. well, okay. Well, let's go back. The last, the last I know is when he was having a difficult time on stage during the governor debates, and he's like, well, it's, I'm, you know. Right, because Charlie Chris said, hey, Ron, tell the audience, yeah. if you win you? If you win this governorship, will you, run, will you stay governor or will you run for president? And he couldn't answer. And he said he can't answer because he won't answer because he doesn't want to answer. Mm-hmm. Here, here is a reporter uh, this morning at, I don't know what kind of, uh, of uh, low low testosterone event this is a uh, little dick energy uh press conference this is but he's asked uh, meatball is asked rather <laughs> meatball oh my god meatball is asked rather <laughs> that's a great nickname by the way meatball is asked rather uh he's gonna get in now that nikki haley's in punch nikki haley announced her presidential run today do you plan on following suit? <laughs> wouldn't you like to know <laughs> yeah that's why they asked <laughs> I don't know if you, again, I said earlier, I don't know if you've seen a look of fear before, but then, like, uh, 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 wouldn't you like to know 
<laughs> here is um, here's Fox News. Here's John Kennedy. You know who John Kennedy is? There used to be a cartoon on Looney Tunes, mm-hmm. and there's a real big chicken. Remember uh, what? Uh, uh, Foghorn Leghorn. Foghorn uh, Leghorn. Here. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about we talk about fake. Fake accent, John Kennedy? Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Who used to be a Democrat? Harvard John. Right. Harvard John that likes to say, I'll say, I'll say, this is the way I like to talk when the camera's pointed at me, you know. Yeah. Well, here is, here, is, um, here is John Kennedy's response to Nikki Haley announcing today. I'm sh- I haven't watched this, but I'm sure it's, uh, it's fantastic. And John Kennedy shows how much he's scared of Trump in this moment. Watch. Does she have your vote? Well, I, I don't know, Governor Haley. I've met her. I think she's going to... <laughs> he didn't know her. He's met her. Well, well, I, 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 I do. I do. I do. I do. In my life, I've seen her on the television, and <laughs> Nikki Haley is that? that I, I, that, that looks. I'm getting another call right now. Got to go. Oh my God. It, <laughs> It is fucking ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous, that they. Have, now I'm not done with this clip. By the way, I'm not. I'm not. Can you turn the volume up on the clip? Uh, I uh, got it up as high as I can get it. Okay. Yeah, that's just, that's yeah, it's clips. What are you gonna do? It's on Twitter. But it is funny. I mean, it does show you the fact that the instant response of like, "Will you get the vote?" is like, "Well, I, I, I don't know that person, so I can't put my. Right. Uh, I, don't, I don't have. I don't have any skin in this game here. And how so disingenuous. And how damn disingenuous is that? I don't know Nikki Haley. My ass. Those two have spent so much damn time together. I mean, he is just a whore. John Kennedy is a whore. Well, no, no. I mean, that guy, anybody who gets any sunshine. Wait a second. John Kennedy. You want to know what he is? You want to know what he is? He's a pussy ass bitch is what he is. He's a pussy ass bitch. And he's terrified that if he goes on Fox News and says anything, just in the slightest hint in support of Nikki Haley, that today on True Social, Donald Trump will destroy John. the other day they're, they're, the republicans used Smith. to be an Smith. opposition party that's what they were that's that was all they want to do is 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 
just create one bullshit narrative after the other, after the other, to feed their people who are addicted to this shit now. I mean, and it doesn't end well. You know that. I mean, you know, there's no way that that because the 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 outrage machine must be fed constantly, and they're. Every day, text ball. These balloons are getting out of control. We don't know what the. Paul knows that that this is. They've jumped the shark. Mm-hmm. They've jumped the shark, and and they're losing. They're bleeding supporters right now because they jumped the shark. That's why they were in such a tizzy about going back on the offensive because they think that's going to bring everybody back to them if they can just really own us really hard, you know. They have. They have completely jumped the shark. People are act, and that's the worst thing that could possibly happen to somebody that is just a scam artist or a con artist or, you know, is for somebody to say, that's not right for the first time, because then they're open to not believing you, you know, then, then that crack is there that we can dig our fingernails into on a daily basis where you and I and Gabe do this on a daily basis. We just beat the shit out of them with their own bullshit. That allows that base to actually hear us every once in a while. And they, they really are. If you look at the inside numbers, if you look at look look at the polling that 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 not not the shit that CNN puts out, not the shit that you see on on the news. I'm talking about what comes into the offices of of, of House members, comes into the offices of, of senators. The Republicans are fucked, man. They are fucked. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. And I, I, that little thin crack that you're. I'm going to tweet this.
talking about. Um, because I my, my goal is to fix this shit. Um, a lot of people have, you know, got on to me for tanking TYT and David Pakman. They... Okay, right, yes. <clears throat> right. They don't like that I'm, I'm banging them up because their commentary's fucking trash. Because commentary's fucking trash. Because, folks, it's garbage. It's trash. I didn't want too many people getting fucking mad at me. But uh, I, don't, I don't listen to their show, to be quite honest. Fuck them. I don't listen to that shit. I don't listen to that trash. I don't need to listen to someone else's commentary to come up with my fucking ideas. But uh, I said, love you. And, you know, you take that for what it's worth. It's Valentine's Day. Um, but I said, this is what commentary. Tony Michael's Trump live podcast right Learn now. Your exclamation point. Now, this is, this is their commentary. Rhonda Santos. You know, I guess because it's Valentine's Day, love them. But this is, this is the weakest fucking framing of Nikki Haley to, for Donald Trump to knock her out of the park that I have ever seen in my life. And these guys come. These guys come from fucking election campaigns, folks. They're supposed. These are supposed to be the smartest and the brightest in politics and politicization in this country on our side. Fuck out of here with that shit. Let's listen. She's one of the, uh, the biggest phonies. Tony Michael's podcast live. Not the pretty crowded lane. This is someone whose defining moment, the governor, was taking down the Confederate flag from the state capitol after the horrific shooting at the AME church. Okay, we all know she took down the fucking flag. She didn't really mean it. Big she was forced to what? politically so what? in that moment. But here's the most important fucking thing, and deal. they miss it in this whole narrative. You can go watch the clip. I ain't gonna play that garbage here. Listen, the most important thing that they're missing is Donald Trump is gonna use that against her. Donald Trump is gonna use the fact that she took down the Confederate flag from the state house in South Carolina against her. He's gonna defend <laughs> he's going to defend and get his army all souped up on Confederate racism, and he, he is going to tear down Nikki Haley, burn her, and shit on her ashes. That is the narrative that needs to happen. That is the narrative that needs to be projected into the country, not, oh, well, she's a, she's a, uh, listen, give attention, she's the biggest hypocrite ever, and uh, even though uh, one of the best things she ever did was take down the Confederate flag at the South Carolina uh, Capitol. And it, uh, then she went on Glenn Beck's show, and she said that um, she loves the flag. The only reason why... Get the fuck out of here with that nonsense. Yell into the goddamn microphone, would you? Act like you've got a microphone to talk into. Would you? Would you please let these liberals do it? Do it. Stop fucking yeah. being pussy-ass bitches. Up. If we're going to politicize something, politicize it and be proud of it. Be proud. Am I wrong, Gabe Sanchez? Am I wrong? No. I mean, we should we should 100% use what they say against each other. I mean, even the other clip where, it, you know, she said she wouldn't run if Trump was running, you know, that whole thing. Like, those clips where she's on Glenn Beck or she's taking down the flag or she's saying she won't run, they should all be used as a target to be like, did you hear what she was saying about you? Did you hear what he was saying right. about her? Like, right. it should be used as this behind the scenes, like, each person has a burn book. And the shit is out for everyone to see. We need them to hate each other. I mean, we know that they do. But we need them to push it. And we need to push it even further to push the idea that it's like, oh, uh, he was talking about her about this. And she was talking about him about this. And they don't see eye to eye. And now they're going to fight each other. And then if we can draw a division between the party itself, then it only helps us further the cause of saying, well, none of their people can decide who to vote for. It'll split their vote. 
who knows? Maybe someone will come over because it's like, we hate this fighting bullshit. You guys can't figure out what you want. I'm just going to vote for someone else. Or they won't right. vote. They won't or vote they at won't all. Or they won't vote, right? I mean, like, they go against, like, well, what's the point of voting? You can take the TYT approach and say this ultimatum yeah. kind of attitude. Yeah, let them like, do that. Yeah. Let them do that. Well, it, should, Texas, all, it should always be used that way. Texas, well, um, and, 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 you know, a lot of people are going to knock me for this. I, do you think I give a fuck? Probably not. Now, my question is this. My question is this, Texas, well. Is that um, these these are supposed to be political strategists on this podcast, on this left liberal political podcast. They're the ones driving the message. They're the number one liberal podcast in America, and they're supposed to be driving message. And they don't fundamentally understand what election is taking place. They fundamentally in their commentary don't understand that the target is Republican versus Republican. They act like Nikki Haley is going to be the fucking nominee. And they're they're developing commentary as if she, she ain't going to last three fucking months in this race. We all know that. Trump's going to destroy her. Every fucking thing, every single piece of dirt that Trump has on her in that clip where she's, when she's asked, will you run for president if he runs? She's like, no, hell no. Because he's got dirt on her. He's got fucking dirt on her. And he's going to expose all that. So here's my question, Texas Paul. Am I wrong in to think that they're... They don't fundamentally understand that this is a Republican primary. That is the election cycle that we're in. No, you're not wrong. Fuck, I made a career of it. <laughs> you know, when I got, when I, you know, I don't mean to claim too much credit here, but when I got to fucking politics, it was nothing but assholes talking like that. It, it was. And I came in and, and Republicans couldn't believe it when I said, fuck you, motherfuckers. And everybody was like, that's what I wanted to say. I mean, I can't tell you how many comments I get even today. Thank you for saying what I wanted to say. And you get these guys. I mean, you you nailed it, Tony. You nailed it. They sit there and they don't fundamentally fucking understand elections. They don't. They and they, Don't sit there and explain Nikki Haley. Fucking trash that bitch. I mean, she is bad for our country. Right. We're fighting for our side. Fuck that bitch. And I mean, drive it. the wedge. Drive. Here's here's what I want. Yeah. Liberal, here's what I want liberal commentators to do and liberal commentary. This is my goal with this whole fucking show. Um, Gabe Sanchez knows this from the first time we spoke. My whole goal is to change the direction of liberal narrative in this country and liberal messaging because liberals are such fucking pussies. When it comes to offending people, stop worrying about fucking offending people. If you're worried about offending the Republicans and Nazis and, and offending other political strategists on the right, fuck them. Fuck them all the way to fucking hell. Who gives a shit but about Tony, them? it's not their fault, Tony. It's well, not their fucking fault. How long did you hear shit that set your fucking hair on fire? You know, as much as I absolutely adore Michelle Obama, the first time I heard when when they go low, we go high. I screamed out loud reflexively, the fuck I do. <laughs> I mean, the fuck you know, I do. Listen, it's I jump in that ditch. I step on that motherfucker's neck and crack him with a fucking baseball bat. That's what I do. You know, I, I and how long have liberals been told, you know, well, politics is not we're not supposed to to, you know, be, you know, what's that catchphrase? I draw the blank right now. Gabe, you can help me with it. Uh, be. Disagree without being disagreeable. I got it. I pulled it out. Pulled it out of my butt. Did me disagree without being disagreeable. Fuck. We're listening to Tony Michaels live podcast with 
Texas Paul on Facebook. I refuse to allow a stupid fucking narrative to live. It has nothing to do with that. We spy on each other. Every fucking nation on earth that has the capability is spying on somebody so that they, they can... Um, actually, I'm going to go to YouTube so I can do other things at the same time. Trump rally shot done and after no one shows up. Ninety percent of seniors can qualify for the three thousand three hundred dollars flex card, but most don't even know about it. Did you know that you could get help with doctor visits, groceries, vitamins, dental and hearing exams, and even get their rent or utility? Yeah, bills thanks covered. for fifty K years because of limited availability. But so folks, one thing I think we've all noticed at this stage is that old Donnie isn't running the same oh, sort of operation he used to run. That say whatever you will about that absolute monster of a man, the first couple times he ran for president, he had actual campaigns with actual rallies and actual events. Uh -huh. But just now, Trump has been forced to shut down events and rallies because no one is showing up. Because he can literally, guys, he literally can't get people to answer his phone calls. He can't organize anything. And he's relegated to the fact that everyone's betraying him, including his former VP. And crucially, he cannot raise money. And all he's good for right now, which is in turn causing his events to fail, is putting out the most deranged, nonsensical videos. Let's start with the newest development around Mikey Boy, his former VP. Because Mike Pence hasn't, you know, he's been subpoenaed, we heard about that last night, and he hasn't formally made a response to that yet. But something that Pence did, and very purposely did, has already stabbed Donald Trump in the back. And my goodness, guys, I think it was actually a clever move by Pence to destroy Donald Trump, and I think it may well work. Let's start with that before we get into the fact that the rest of the right wing movement is Listen, Trump rally man. shuts down My tonight after nobody shows up. Calls. He uh, can't yeah. organize anything, and he's relegated to the fact that everyone's betraying him, including his former VP, and crucially, he cannot raise money, and all he's good for right now, which is in turn causing his events to fail, is putting out the most deranged, nonsensical videos. Let's start with the newest development around Mikey Boy, his former VP. Because Mike Pence hasn't, you know, he's been subpoenaed, we heard about that last night, and he hasn't formally made a response to that yet. But something that Pence did, and very purposely did, has already stabbed Donald Trump in the back. And my goodness, guys, I think it was actually a clever move by Pence to destroy Donald Trump, and I think it may well work. Let's start with that before Let's we get into the so. fact that the rest of the right-wing movement is ditching this man. Mike Pence, what do you want to know? Huh. Well, I think you're absolutely right. This is pretty much the last step before you approach Trump. The fact is that Pence was present in any number of meetings in December and January, in particular meetings on January 4th and 5th, with John Eastman, where apparently John Eastman told the president was encouraging the fake elect to set aside uh, counting certain states and to delay and some question about whether or not that was lawful or not. And Trump, and the reason that's important, 
is if Trump is going to try and claim that he acted on the basis of advice of counsel, you need to know what those discussions were in terms of saying, is this lawful, isn't it? Now, the reason we know about all of those conversations is because Mike Pence wrote an editorial at the beginning of November last year about all of these meetings in advance of his book coming out, where he talked about all of that. So you can't very well go into a grand jury and claim executive privilege when everything Charge you're trying him. to claim privilege is something you talked about As in a co-conspirator your book until he fucking messes up. Yeah. So I think these are absolutely critical discussions that are going to really show not only where Pence might have been a victim, but also explore those areas where Trump might try and use his defenses to any sort of charge. And let me, and I'll throw this out to you, any of you, but I'll, maybe I'll start with you, Charles. Is there any possibility that some sort of, uh, I think we don't have Charles' audio, then I'm going to give it to you, Ari, the, the ball goes to you. This idea of... Potentially trying to claim privilege. It doesn't feel like there's any way to do that to the points that Peter Strzok just made. A lot of this is publicly known. And we just had a January 6th probe that was very thorough that went through a lot of this information. Any chance that there could be anything that stands in the way of this interview? It's going to happen. It has to happen. It, it's going to happen. The vast majority of the material they would want is not going to survive a real privilege review. The, the, the vice president, the former vice president, is entitled to the courts. Um, that process could delay it a little. Um, and there may be be somewhere in there little pieces oh this question goes to something else and is not a crime and is privileged it's possible yeah um, but for the most part we're talking about um, unlawful orders demands to commit crimes um, demands to do things that are not in any way privileged if anything quite the opposite uh, a judge is going to look at that and say no you got to tell the truth about that as yeah. they investigate a crime so no i don't think he has a strong leg there it might be a delay tactic so you can see there that pence has been very coy about his response with the DOJ. He said he would never go to the J6 committee. But Pence wrote a book, and Pence has spoken about many of these issues in public. And that says two hey, things. One, he's not going to be fully silent. This code of silence that Trump demands from others, but of course, never respects himself, Pence is not adhering to that. If he did, he wouldn't have written a book. He Hang my pants. He wouldn't have done a speaking <laughs> tour. He wouldn't have spoken about his opinions about J6 and how he disagreed with Trump and all of that. If he was truly loyal to Trump, we would have heard nothing from Pence in the last couple of years. And while we haven't heard enough, we've heard more from Pence than we have many other people, if we're being honest. And critically, because Pence has said things in his book, and because he said them in public, in writing and in speeches and in interviews and all of that, that makes the argument that it's protected by executive privilege very hard to uphold. Because if it was protected by executive privilege, how could you write a book about it? Like, if, if you can't say it to the DOJ in a private meeting, how the hell could you say it on a book?
that could go out to literally every human being, hypothetically, in this entire planet. Right? You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's nonsensical. And so what a lot of people are saying is this connects to this move by Pence where he doesn't want to look Charge like him. he's being, uh, you know, like he wants to talk, but he's being forced to do so. And one of the ways he can be forced to do so is by his book existing, making the executive privilege argument tenuous already, absolutely uh, untenable, 100%. Didn't but it work gets for Lindsey worse Graham, for Trump it won't work because for you he either. put out this deranged Pussy video ass, today, bitch. and it connects directly to the fact that his latest rally, his latest events have been shut down because zero people want to come. Listen to this maniac and you'll understand why. Joe Biden's war on American energy is one of the key drivers of the worst inflation in 58 years. And it's hitting every single American family very, very hard. Biden reversed every action down. I took that achieved kind of energy independence, and soon bitch. we were going to be energy dominant all over the world. Energy dominant. <laughs> he canceled the Keystone XL pipeline. He re-entered the Good. horrendous Thank Paris you. climate Brandon. accord, so unfair to the United States. Good for other countries, so bad for us. He put up huge roadblocks to new oil, gas, and coal production, Good. and much, much more. Thank you, Brandon. In effect, Biden's anti-American energy crusade. Is a massive tax hike. You're the only on fucking fascist Higher energy costs raise the price of food, material, shipping, transportation, construction, manufacturing, and everything else. The country that now benefits most from Joe Biden's radical left Green New Deal is China. China. High energy prices China. In are a gift what? to China, major what factor you in driving our emphasize China, a fucking race. If you want to be an advanced manufacturing nation, China. you must be able to produce low cost sucker, energy. You'll never be a rich nation without it. And if you want to deindustrialize the United States, then you would seek to drive up Mushroom the cost of energy pucker. here as much as possible, just as. Joe Biden has done, perhaps Take unknowingly. Take that name out of that, your mouth. Fucking That's traitor. why Biden's energy Worst agenda is China's energy history. agenda. That's why China signs up. Worst every criminal in human history. immediately breaks it. Fuck you. They don't live up Puss to their deals. Bitch. When I'm back in the White House, uh-huh. I will bring back a pro-American Going to energy prison, policy. motherfucker. Uh-huh. This is his pol- the, the, this, the, this is apparently is his policy announcements. It's absolutely unhinged. Unhinged just xenophobia and unhinged insanity. And it shows the hypocrisy of Trump. Because in many ways, when, when the gas prices are high, he's like, oh, you know, uh, Biden is destroying our country and he's trying to purposely destroy our industry by making the prices high so he can secretly help China. He's like, maybe Biden's doing it by accident, but who knows? But the effect is that he's hurting our country and helping our enemies, blah, blah, blah. But what we've seen this from Trump and other Republicans, that whenever Biden has done anything to get prices lower, and he has gotten prices quite a bit lower, like, for example, opening up the, 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 the oil reserve, right? So you could produce more petroleum, lowering prices, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Republicans have attacked him for doing that, saying that he was being political by lowering the cost of living for Americans, right? It's just insanity. And it continues here. Seniors don't have to worry about paying for dental visits ever again. Thanks to this new 2023 benefit. Here. ...to hunt down every unnecessary 
pussy ass bitch. The federal registry that hampers domestic production, and we will wipe them off the books. We will again get out of Paris, and we will rapidly issue approvals for all worthy energy infrastructure projects with a focus on maximum speed to bring prices down rapidly. So get those proposals ready now, because we are going to put thousands of Americans to work building the power plants, pipelines, grids, ports, refineries, and shipping terminals of tomorrow. We are going to have very inexpensive energy again like we did just two and a half years ago. This great undertaking will also help restore hope and aspiration to America's young people. Instead of being irrationally terrified by political predictions of climate apocalypse, instead of toiling for low wages or left-wing make-work projects, I have a vision that will give young Americans a chance to find real meaning in work once again, like we had it two and a half years ago. Building the backbone of America that is powerful, prosperous, productive, vigorous, modern, independent, and free. We will be great again as a country under the next Trump administration. The return of American jobs and the American dream will be powered by the return of American energy. And it's in this context, guys, like this maniac, guys, this maniac. This man wants to be president. He's screaming in his Mar-a-Lago. I don't even know what that room is. A hallway? Like a, a, a study? It's, I don't know what it is. It's way too dark. This is what, these are his campaign events. This is the Trump campaign now. He's done like that really crappy event in, in, in South Carolina where like they couldn't even fill a very small room. Um, and that, that's basically it. He did a speech in New Hampshire, I guess. But like these are his campaign events. This is Donald Trump's campaign. And you ask yourself why, and it's because he can't actually get anyone to show up to a real event. And there's a few reasons for that. Well, we've talked about this before, but one is money. I know Trump stiffs the bill in all these communities whenever he holds a rally, but even he, he doesn't stiff 100% of the bill. And even the bills that he does pay, they're very expensive. These events are expensive to run. And right now, the big donors are gone. And as noted in this headline, and we've talked about this before, Trump is being forced to effectively run like a digital-only campaign from his house because no one's footing the bill for his very expensive rallies like they were before when he was president and even after he lost, but he was still seen as the, the only option. He was doing all of these big expensive rallies. Uh, that's not happening anymore. Donor draw dollars are drying up and these rallies are expensive. He cannot afford to do them. He especially can't afford to do them if no one's going to show up. And he's been trying to plan big events in some early states. And in places like Iowa, as he tries to plan events, or again, zero people want to show up. No one's answering his phone call. Literally. Top Republicans aren't picking up the phone, it says. Trump announced his 2024 presidential campaign before anyone else, other any other Republican. But it's remained a question how much influence he still holds over his party. Bloomberg's Jennifer Jacob reported that Trump is struggling to drum up support in Iowa, the state that kicks off the Republican primary and is seen by many as near essential to win for eventual nominees. And it notes that while Trump didn't win it in 2016, it was still very important. And it says... Chuck Grassley and Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds didn't answer phone calls from Trump recently, Jacobs wrote in a report. Other Iowa Republicans are also declining to publicly throw their weight behind Trump going into 2024, according to a new report. So we can't have events. How can you have events if, you, if people aren't even picking up your phone? They're not even doing it.
So you ask yourself, why isn't Trump having rallies? The guy loves rallies. Now, he loves them. You can tell he loves the energy of those things, right? Say what you will about him. He legitimately is having fun at those rallies. And now, he can't even have them. They're being shut down and canceled. He's only doing deranged speeches in his basement or whatever because no one's picking up the phone. Pence is betraying him, and he's got no cash. So he's fucking done. Done like dinner. Trump is done. I was trending on Twitter. That's actually a Midas touch. Peace. Popcorn. Exclamation point. It's about damn time. Done like dinner. Yeah, yeah, what a burn, what a cut, stick your finger up your butt. <clears throat> Lao Tzu's quotes, which are better known in youth to not to regret in old age. That was really great, actually. Kabbalah. Kabbalah. Here's the truth. Is this a sponsor thing? Political beatdown, oh my god, it's live. Welcome to the political beatdown with Michael Cohen and Ben Micellis. The beatdown brigade is here, and here's what we got for you today. Let's talk oh, updates on the Manhattan live. District Attorney's criminal investigation into Donald Trump. Michael Cohen, of course, is a awesome. key witness in that show. case. Michael Cohen has some exclusive breaking news for us in just a bit. And in some other news, Donald Trump was caught with another folder that had a classified marking on it, one that he was apparently sleeping with, and that his new lawyer claims was being used by Trump to shield the light was on the telephone next to his bed. You, you can't make this stuff up, Cohen. Some other breaking news as we were about to go live, former Vice President... And 
has expressed his intention to object to the subpoena he received from special counsel Jack Smith on the grounds of the speech and debate clause, which usually... Yay! Punch back. I mean, political beatdown. Exclamation point. <laughs> it's down. You need some music. I will help. Members of the House of Representatives and the Senate, but now Pence is saying <laughs> I actually wasn't acting as a vice president. I was acting as the president of the Senate. So please, please don't subpoena me. In other news, Steve Bannon apparently is not paying his legal fees. Please and the Fulton County don't Superior subpoena Court me anymore. Is set to release three portions of the special grand jury report. Melody. Please exclamation point. <laughs> Da na 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 la <laughs> on election interference this week on February sixteenth. This and more on the political beatdown. Cohen, a lot of news to discuss. Alrighty, there's so much, Ben. It's you know, it's first of all, again, it's always great to have our political beatdown brigade with us as we sit and raw, unfiltered, not your 13, you know, your 13 minute or your 12 minute or your eight minute um, news reporting on whatever the topic is. We try to get into depth because this stuff is not simple. This is not easy stuff. You just simply, you know, have a two-second conversation, generally by...
people who have no requisite knowledge other than the fact that they are in the field. Okay, not every lawyer should be talking about the district attorney. Not every lawyer should be commenting on this guy. What was his name? Timothy Parlatori, the new attorney for Donald Trump that Joe uh, from Morning Joe, Joe Scarborough, called a schlub. I mean, that's what he looks like. He looks like a schlub, and Joe wanted to know, where does Donald find these people? Where is this new crop of fools coming from with the most bizarre, outlandish response to the question of why Donald had, for example, those empty folders in his office anyway? So we'll get to that and more. Ben, always good to see you. Good to have our brigade with us. Where do we start? Well, before you before you give the brigade the breaking news story regarding the Manhattan District Attorney's criminal investigation, we're going to have to just tease that slightly. I want to play that video, though, with Parlatori, and I want to get your reaction to it. It's just so astonishingly stupid that I know we need a Cohen reaction to it. So this is Trump's lawyer trying to explain why there was a folder with a classified marking in Donald Trump's bedroom that the uh, Department of Justice had to subpoena to get back. Here, let's play this clip. Now, you also turned over an empty folder marked classified to investigators. Where was this folder and why was it turned over? The folder is kind of one of the more humorous aspects of this whole thing. Uh, This is not a classified folder. This is a folder that when my team went through and searched and they wrote up their report, which we turned over to DOJ, they saw it's a it's a folder, a manila folder that says classified evening summary on it. And it was in the president's bedroom. Uh, he has one of those uh, landline telephones next to his bed and it has a blue light on it. And it keeps him up at night. <laughs> so he took the manila folder and he put it over it. It would keep the light down so you could sleep at night. And it's just this folder. It says classified evening brief, evening summary on it. It is not a classification marking. It's not anything that is controlled in any way. There's nothing illegal about it. There's nothing in it. And when DOJ found out about it, they went crazy. And they said they actually gave me a subpoena to say, give us over this empty folder that means nothing. How did they find out about a folder on this bed table? We put it in our report. We, when we did all of our searches, we wrote up reports on everywhere we searched, everywhere we looked, anything we found, where we found it, and we gave that to them because everything that we've done as part of that search has been in the spirit of full cooperation and compliance. And when they read that and they saw, oh, there's this folder here that is so far outside of the scope of the subpoena or anything else, they demanded it back. And so now the president has to a different way to get the blue light out of his eyes. I'm sure he has other options. So in your reaction. <laughs> so one of our brigaders turned around and said the exact same thing that I was thinking. The guy looks like Peter Griffin from Family Guy. And all I want to say to that schmuck is, giggity, 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 oh yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> Bullshit. I mean, I call 
Donald, you know, doesn't Donald own Mar-a-Lago? Good impression. Doesn't Donald Trump have like 50, 60, 70 people there working for me, working for him? Is it not possible if the blue light is bothering his extremely delicate and sensitive eyes? Don't you think that he could have easily, easily called in somebody and replaced it? One would think the answer. No, no, no. Let's not replace it. Let's cover it instead because it just makes sense. Let's cover it with a top secret folder. I this, mean, this is, is my makeover. Baby, don't let me. If you tell you again, my story, don't, don't cry for me. Tell my time is time to me. This guy looks like a schlub. He acts like a schlub. He's absolutely stupid. He's made he take it on down now. In every way, shape, and form. This is and my. All of a sudden, he's expecting because he's got that dumbass smile smirk. Take it on down now. Take it on down. Take it on down. Basically, use the folder in order to stop the blue lights. This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. This it's is my. As ridiculous as Alina Abba's stupidity. Mommy, Cooper. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I'll take it on down day, now. It's just another lie to the American people, believing that the American people are stupid. That just because they say it means that we're going to accept it. And I can assure you that there's nobody, even the people who are the Trump supporters that are following us right now, even they don't buy this bullshit. Oh, and, and by the way, I love the giggity giggity impression. I think we got to <laughs> clip that. But when you listen Gig, to what giggity. Carla Torrey, that lawyer, was saying also, he goes, it's not a classified folder. It's just a folder that says classified on it. <laughs> what? It's just a like folder that has classified markings on it. That take doesn't it on mean down, it's classified. Take it on down, and then take we also learned, though, that the contents, whether it was that folder or another folder, were downloaded into a laptop. So classified information downloaded into a laptop of at least one current aide to Donald Trump, a laptop from hell, if you will. And that laptop had to be turned over to the Department of Justice as well. I mean, look, you compare the way Biden has handled everything, saying to the FBI, look, just you, you want to search it, search it. There's a gigantic difference. Even Pence, who we're going to talk about in a bit, he's so scared of his own shadow or the shadow of Donald Trump, or Donald Trump posting, it frightens uh, Pence so much. But, you know, look, Pence handled the documents the right way. And, and that's the difference between cooperation and Pussy criminal obstruction. And Trump is on the side of criminal obstruction here. And speaking of which, you got special counsel Jack Smith as well that we learned um, uh, subpoenaed and actually called before the criminal grand jury in uh, Washington, D.C., we learned Evan Corcoran, uh, one of Trump's lawyers, as well as Christina Bob. And we learned that the Department of Justice, you mentioned Alina Haba, they had questioned Alina Haba. We don't quite know yet if she's spoken before uh, the grand jury uh, yet. But Trump's two lawyers, uh, the key ones who were working on the working on obstructing justice in the uh, stolen document uh, case, uh, Corcoran and Bob were both dealing with uh, the Department of Justice, and before that, the National Archives, throughout 2022, they basically tapped Christina Bob to try to throw her under the bus. 
with the DOJ. Remember that, Cohen, back in June of 2022? They were like, hey, Christina, come here, come here. You really love Donald Trump, don't you? Yes. Would you do anything for him? Well, can you just sign this attestation to the top counterintelligence official of the Department of Justice and just, just let him know that you've done a diligent search and that all the documents have been returned? Well, I'm not sure if I should do that. Donald Trump would love it. Okay, I'll do it. Boom. And now she's in, you know, being investigated for crimes, as is Evan Corcoran, right? I mean, they both stepped right into it. Yeah, it was, I'm not mistaken. I think it was Boris Epstein uh, who, truthfully, was not somebody that Donald even cared for during the campaign. Somehow or another, you know, he's remained in Donald's orbit simply because he was smart enough to stay to the left of Donald's wrath long enough to be one of the few people that have remained altogether. It's almost, you know, like he's, re he's remained there, not because of the quality of what he's providing, but simply because everybody else has been killed around him. I mean, it's, it's really amazing. And then you got now Jason Miller coming back to the alleged campaign. Hip. One, because Jason is probably working cheap. And two, again, because he's one of the few people that are willing to come back into that orbit of shit uh, and reap whatever repercussions that he will sow, considering his, you may remember, I mean, he was uh, charged at one point or he was uh, accused of improper sexual relations with campaign staffers. And so he's, he's another, just a total ass clown. But putting all this aside, when I saw this, I mean, I, the first thing I thought is we need to put on our merch store, we need to put some classified folders up there. Maybe it'll be like a, uh, I don't know, a memo pad or something like that. This has got to be the dumbest thing I have ever, ever heard of any lawyer. Forgetting about the fact that it's Donald's lawyer, this has to be the dumbest thing I've ever heard anybody say, ever. And the fact that he's willing to do it on television and to the public. I mean, that to me is just amazing. Um, why? I have no idea. Complete embarrassment. He can kiss his career goodbye. Yeah, I mean, just in the in the nick of an eye right there, in the blink of an eye, just boom. There goes, there goes his career. Cohen, I want to get some updates as much as you can tell us. I mean, look, you are the key witness in the Manhattan District Attorney's criminal investigation into Donald Trump, so... Being that is both an incredible opportunity for our listeners and viewers to have you co-host this show, um, but also it does come with limitations, obviously, and having to respect the process, which you've done every step of the way. Um, but what can you tell us in terms of any updates there that you may be aware of that has not been reported anywhere else? So, you know, everybody's heard there's obviously a lot of back and forth that's going on between the district attorney's office and Mark Pomeranz, who recently put out this book, The People versus Donald Trump. It's fascinating that there are really two schools of thought here. The first school of thought is why would Pomeranz do such a thing? There's an ongoing investigation. He shouldn't have put out a book. And then, of course, there's the second school, which is, um, it's all about transparency. He believed, um, and rightfully wrong or wrongly, that the investigation was over in the fact that both he and Carrie Dunn resigned because Alvin Bragg took the position that, you know, there's nothing 
going on here, refuse to take their position, which is that we need to immediately indict. Well, um, whatever camp that you're in, truth be told, I think it's irrelevant. Most of what Mark writes about in his book anyway is information that has been made public over the course of the past two, two and a half years, really since this investigation started, or even longer than that, over three years. Remember that the very first time that I met with the district attorney's office, I was still in Otisville. Um, the first three times they came, they came to visit me while I was there. So this investigation has been ongoing for quite some time. I do believe, and here comes the big announcement, uh, I am going back. I'm going back to meet with prosecutors, and it's already been put out there by whom, why. I don't know why it becomes such a big deal, but I will be going back for the 16th time to meet with the new team at the Alvin Bragg District Attorney's Office um, on Thursday. And I'm looking forward to seeing the team again uh, and to answering the questions that I can. Now, will I be the key witness? I don't know if I would go so far, call myself the key witness. Uh, I'll allow that to be determined by the DA's office. But one thing I can tell you for certain is that I certainly am a witness. Uh, and the information that they continue to ask um, and continue to delve into uh, now into the minutiae, me, is a very positive indication that Alvin Bragg, uh, is seeing something now that both Mark Pomerantz and Carrie Dunn saw over a year ago. Now, I've also been on Joy Reid and Nicole Wallace and, you know, half a dozen other shows where I talked about this. And my belief is that this is Alvin Bragg's office at the moment. He was the one who was elected district attorney. And I think it's only fair that we give him at least enough uh, leeway that... He decides when the case should be brought. It's not my office. I certainly don't make that, despite the fact that I believe uh, that the case was right a while ago, but it wasn't my call. It's not your call. It's not anybody else's call other than the man who was elected to the position. And at this point in time, I think he is getting there. Um, you know, everybody's been using, as I said the last time uh, on the show, that everyone's using all of these metaphors dealing with transportation, especially aviation. I think we should put that that. It just wasn't ready for takeoff. Well, like I said before, and I'm going to stand by that statement, I think that we are on the tarmac, we are taxiing out to the runway, and at the end of the day, I know what I care about, I know, Ben, what you care about, and I know what our political beatdown brigaders all care about, is that we all end up at the destination. <laughs> Give everybody else a pardon, but, uh, put and him to death. I believe that that destination <laughs> is indictment, prosecution, and the conviction. So that's big news that you're hearing first here exclusively on the political beatdown. Michael Cohen telling the beatdown brigade exclusively here that he will be meeting again with the Manhattan District Attorney's Office for the 16th time this Thursday which you will...
also believe in, and from my perspective, as a lawyer as well, when the meetings start getting uh, nearer and nearer. Each other and more frequent. That is usually a good sign. You use the transportation metaphor right there. And then for those new to the beatdown brigade, um, you couldn't delve into much information, but you did say, Michael, that you were very impressed with the team of lawyers and the team that you've been meeting with. And you even went so far as to say, as much as you were impressed with Carrie Dunn and Pomerantz, this team right now, so far, and again, I think you qualified it with, you met with the other group far more times before, but at least your initial impressions of this group is that they are very impressive, they're very serious people, and to use your transportation metaphor, this is a team that wants to fly the plane in the right direction. Yeah, and you know, one of the things I tried to explain, so this will be, again, the 16th time. The three times when I was in Otisville, 10 times uh, under the Cy Vance administration with Mark Pomeranz and Carrie Dunn, uh, as well as their team, this will now be the third time with this team. And they are, as I stated before, they are equally impressive to the earlier team. They are very much in the know. They have a tremendous grasp of all of the information over a multitude of different areas. Um, impressive group because, remember, they're only at it since January. Whereas the other team, you know, had the information and grew the information over a period of two years plus. So they are certainly, the new team is certainly up to speed. They are impressive. And yes, I believe that the plane will be heading in the right direction. That's good news to hear. There was one person in the comments just who also asked unrelatedly, but I wanted to answer it. Stephen Miller, has he been subpoenaed by Special Counsel Jack Smith? The answer is absolutely yes. And in fact, Miller appeared before the criminal grand jury already in Washington, D.C. And of course, Miller's significant for a variety of reasons, including the fact that he wrote the speech on January 6th and uh, purportedly removed language that referenced threatening the life of Pence, and then Trump ad-libbed that back into the speech. So there was uh, that was one of numerous important things. And of course, Miller, Stephen Miller, was involved in a lot of other um, activities, the corrupt activities with Donald Trump. Right before we were set to go live, there was some breaking news being reported by Politico. Uh, Kyle Cheney, who does a great job breaking these stories, so I want to give a shout out to Kyle. That former Vice President Pence uh, will intends to object to the subpoena that he received from Special Counsel Jack Smith. In other words, Pence does not want to show up before the grand jury. He does not want to testify. 
and the grounds that Pence is asserting is the speech and debate clause privilege. Let's just pull up in the Constitution where their speech and debate clause privilege is found. It's uh, Article 1, Section 6, Clause 1, and it says the following. The senators and representatives shall receive a compensation for their services to be ascertained by law and paid out of the Treasury of the United States. They shall, in all cases except treason, felony, and breach of the peace, be privileged from arrest during their attendance at the session of their respective houses and in going to and returning from the same. And for any speech or debate in either house, they shall not be questioned in any other place. And what that has been interpreted to mean is any legitimate legislative activity, not just speeches, that take place in the House of Representatives. So you may recall, for example, Lindsey Graham asserted the speech and debate clause privilege to try to avoid testifying uh, before the Fulton County Grand Jury. He ultimately lost that where his activities outside of the House, outside of the Senate, and that were not viewed as legitimate legislative activities, threatening, exhorting uh, people to change the vote count in favor of Trump. In other words, encouraging people to commit crimes is not covered here. Uh, many people thought that Pence was going to assert an executive privilege, which he would likely have no chance of prevailing on the executive privilege, um, one, because the executive privilege is held by uh, the current administration, not the former uh, administration. Also, if there's a compelling need by the Department of Justice, which is the executive branch, that can override the executive privilege. And the Department of Justice has been successful in compelling the testimony over... Trump's assertion of the executive privilege for people like Mark Short uh, and Greg Jacob. Those were former top Pence aides, former chief of staff, former general counsel, and people like Pat Cipollone and Patrick Fillman, Trump's former top White House lawyers who Trump asserted the executive privilege for. So he really had no shot there. He's going for the speech or debate clause, because if you turn to Article 1, Section 3, Clause 4, of the Constitution. It also says the Vice President of the United States shall be President of the Senate, but shall have no vote unless they be equally divided. So Pence is basically saying, I was actually serving in the capacity, a dual capacity, so I want to be treated like I was a Senator, as the President of the Senate, and my legitimate legislative activity, my work in connection with my job as being the former President of the Senate, that is um, constitutionally protected and I shouldn't have to testify. It's never been tested before. It'll find its way to the Supreme Court. The courts over time have had a relatively expansive view of the speech and debate clause, speech and debate clause privilege, um, both in terms of it applying to former uh, members, you know, as, as long as the, when the conduct occurred, not who the current administration is, and also uh, it's also applied to staffers of members of Congress, not the Congress members themselves. And so would this be a further extension of that? But then it's just the non-legal analysis and the broader point, too, that we should discuss, Cohen, um, as well, though, is that just shows you that if Cohen wants a, if, uh, if Pence wants a political career here, he's got to do every single thing to try to appease Donald Trump. And this is not someone in Mike Pence. You know, I know a lot of people are very laudatory of him during the January 6th, though. 
he did the right thing, he did the right thing, but he's really a spineless traitor when you really break it down. You know, Ben, you said something which is very interesting, that this has never been tested before. How many times have we now heard this coming out of either the Trump administration or the former Trump administration? We've never seen anything like this before. And the reason that this is all happening, the reason why we've never seen it before is because no other president, no one other than Donald Trump before him and God willing after him would ever look at and ignore the Constitution, would ignore the rights of the people simply to benefit themselves. And Mike Pence's fear is not necessarily of Donald J. Trump, but rather Trumpism. Meaning that there, he's more concerned about Trump's base, that 28% that are diehard, diehard Trump fanatics, that they are willing to, you know, to go to bat for him. They're willing to attack the Capitol, despite the fact that Donald, of course, was at the White House under, you know, the full protection of Secret Service, watching as this thing unfolded on his televisions, enjoying it. So... There's a big difference between his allegiance to Donald Trump and his allegiance to Trumpism. And that's a big problem that we're seeing with the Lindsey Grahams. We're seeing them with even, for example, Nikki Haley, who today announced that she herself is going to run for the presidency as against Donald um, in 2024. They are all concerned about the group of individuals that are so loyal, for whatever their reason might be, that are so loyal to Donald, that that could end up creating political nightmares for them. And again, most of these politicians only care about themselves and their next election. So who knows, and we'll see what happens with Pence. My hope is that he does not get to invoke any privilege he, like everyone else that was involved, needs to come forward. They need to testify to the truth. Now, there's a couple of folks that are part of our brigaders that clearly not. They're just um, Trump supporting. They're part of that 28%. One guy asked whether or not my goal is to hurt Donald. And I've made it crystal clear, so maybe you weren't on before with us, or maybe you just don't pay attention, or maybe you just don't have the mental capability within which to listen and to understand what I'm trying to say. I do not want to see, and some of you may, may have heard this before, so please bear with me. I do not want to see Donald Trump indicted. I do not want to see Donald Trump uh, prosecuted. And I do not want to see Donald Trump incarcerated or some form of incarceration because I dislike him, because I fundamentally disagree with almost every single thing that comes out of his mouth. I want him to be indicted, prosecuted, and convicted. It's kind of simply mind-blowing that Michael Cohen spent 10 done. years the with Trump. The illegal and improper and unethical actions taken by a man who does not want to be and never wanted to be president of the United States, but rather a ruler, rather uh, an autocrat, monarch, dictator, supreme leader. All right? That's what I want to see. I want him to be held accountable, I know why the, uh, just like you would, just like I was, just like anybody else <clears> in the country <throat> would be, if in fact that they committed the same thing. And rest assured.
point. Period. Just had <laughs> Exclamation point. I think my Comma. Everybody wants to. Blame Trump movement. of
here in America. And dash dash. Exclamation point. <laughs> Yet, ratings grabber of bringing... Just for his fuck. <laughs> kind of like seeing Osama bin Laden's trial and Trump is the biggest fucking exclamation point for one public execution a drop in the bucket It. Punishments. <laughs> 